Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Happy Wednesday, it's another hump day and this is just another video game podcast and I'm Ben Roy, joined here today with Josh Brown. <laughs> Hello Ben Roy. And Ash Millman. Hello Ben Roy. And today we just wanted to do something a bit different, you know, we wanted to go over the video games that we've been playing sort of like in this isolation period and then also later on go into sort of how we're dealing with it. Now we know that like we're in a fortunate position where our jobs can be done remotely. We can literally do it anywhere. I think Ash has done her job from a cupboard at one point. <laughs> I I didn't get out of bed until, say, 11 today. And, yeah, Brown, I think you've always been in that seat, so... <laughs> I've left this seat for three weeks, Ben Roy. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, we just wanted to just try, like, give a light into how we're sort of dealing with it. And we wanted to know... Uh, from you on Twitter as well after this episode at the hashtag WCGP just to find out how you're doing with all this and sort of like what games are you playing during this period of a time when we haven't really seen this before and we have to all just stay inside and I would just like to say at this point thank god for video games at this moment how about you two? genuinely genuinely right because this is kind of why I wanted to be on this podcast because like when obviously this all kicked off and we realized we were going to have to be you know in our homes for the foreseeable future there was part of me that thought well you know what it might not be too hard on me personally because I can watch a lot of movies I can watch a lot of tv but then I found myself every single night after work just kind of stumped and kind of you know in stasis because I didn't want to do any of that stuff because my mind couldn't be taken off current events with the exception for video games like that's genuinely been the thing that I've been using to take my mind off everything that's happening and have some sort of distraction because although it is important to be clued in about what's going on it's also important to be you know breaking from that because it's not good on your mental health to be worrying and being anxious about it but it's hard to switch off because especially when you're in the house and there's nothing else to do and for me personally man video games have come up trumps and I have been absolutely hammering aware at a bunch of different titles and I'm so thankful for them because they have been there in a way that other media just hasn't over the past few weeks. No, I'd yeah, absolutely I agree. Like definitely with with video games have been just a big distraction. There's something you can go into and just have it as like a separate world that you don't have to you don't have to engage with this one where it's quite scary and horrible and do something else for a bit, which um is a nice a nice reliever and a a, a privileged reliever for this sort of thing, definitely. Now it's in a weird way, like you, you two are more of a like you go out a lot more, like you spend time with more friends. Like say with me, I moved up here say like two and a bit years ago, so all my sort of like closest friends are so far away down the other end of the country. So it's kind of been sort of 
business as usual for me, but in a weird way. Like, not only do I play a lot of like multiplayer stuff socially as it is, like, um, that's why I got so into like, the battle royale genre and things like that. But this sort of like nice thing just to hang out with my friends again has become such a crucial point, and we've like upped the amount of days we do it because. It's just weird, man. Like not getting to as much as I'm like, I like to stay at home and blah, blah, blah. it's weird just not going to the shops and just walking past people and realizing, yeah, there's humans around or my neighbor downstairs who you know has a bit of the um bit of the reefer every now and then as he <laughs> as he tends to do. I have to close the window because you can just smell it. I don't want to say too loud because he's below me right now. But yeah, he's it's definitely just weird. heard that. It's just weird not to get these usual kinks that we all get. So I just wanted to um. Yeah, just wanted to check in with you guys. Like, Josh, first, what have you been actually playing to get well, past this? it's funny you should mention that, you know, you keep in touch with a lot of your friends who, that you've moved away from through, like, multiplayer games. And I've, I've rediscovered that over the past few months because I used to play with, like, a group of pals quite often. And then for the past six, seven months, it's just been hard to find the time with everything that's going on. But I've since, you know, since we've got no choice and I've got more time in my hands, I've returned to, you know, playing games with them. And it's been lovely to, you know, just get back in touch with them, you know, keep up to date with them, make sure they're all right, you know, have that social circle through video games. So we've been playing a lot of um, Call of Duty Warzone, you know, as often as we can. And that's been like, it's something I forgot I missed because I'm usually such a single player focused, you know, player. And I love, you know, big RPGs and big story driven games. I forget how much I also love not just the multiplayer games, but what you can get from them socially like keeping up to date with people and just you know because i don't like messaging i'm crap at texting back i'm crap at <laughs> you really are. You are. You very much i'm a complete are. liability because it stresses me out a little bit but like being in the playstation 4 party chat is is a good way to you know remedy that a little bit so i've been playing a lot of call of duty warzone i've been playing a lot of doom which we all have uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey and I've been playing Doom 3 I don't know why but I wanted to rebuy Doom 3 so I've been playing that that's been my um, single player game at the moment How about you Ash what have you been sort of like delving into in these times of isolation Oh my uh, my main one has just been eking as much out of Doom Eternal as I possibly can like trying to get all the collectibles going back and doing levels at different difficulties and stuff like I still haven't finished it because I'm just stretching out every encounter with it as long as I can and try and do like a chapter in an evening and then go back and do some other stuff in it and then the next day I have an, a little go at the next part um, which has been really really nice because at least it, it it's kind of opened me up to the souls way of playing where you go back and do things and try again do trial and error over and over again so i've got a new appreciation for people who absolutely bash dark souls and sekiro and all that sort of thing because i get it a bit more now i get it a bit more now i've got the time to go back and do it and feel like i'm not like wasting an evening or whatever where i could be doing this out of the other and all I have is either tv or um consoles uh it's definitely been a really nice way of Getting a bit more out of video games than I usually would, and milking milking them dry, <laughs> milking the content dry. Absolutely. I also have set up um, a tent on an island in uh, Animal Crossing, so that has been wonderful. Just picking berries and digging holes—that's been great. Getting those bells in. Um, I've been doing Doom as well. I was I was kind of grateful to be done with it. Not gonna lie. It wasn't, um, <laughs> not my time to shoot now. Scott Telford is somewhere sleeping. It was, well, uh, y yes, yes, yes. Sorry, Mary, I was going to say, maybe it is the time to shoot because it's an interesting thing. I don't think we've talked about it, correct me if I'm wrong, or on any podcast or video, but there has been a clear division in the office 
or at least this virtual office, between the people who yes. love Doom Eternal and people who think Doom 2016 is better. So maybe we could dive into that. We did have um, a podcast on uh, the, the first reaction for Doom Eternal and 2016, and I absolutely heralded 2016 as the, the champion, the one that should be the winner. Like, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I, I still this. love 2016. Even playing Eternal more, 2016 is definitely the best one out of the two for me, and I prefer it. But that doesn't mean Eternal doesn't have a load of great gameplay and interesting things that they've added to it and changes they've made with the arcade system and all that sort of thing. For me, Eternal, it, it takes what was all, pretty much a perfect shooter and then they cram things into it. Like, I really appreciate, oh, let's turn this into like combat chess. Let's give every single thing, rather than just the pinky, that specific weakness. Let's uh, add wall climbing for some reason. The uh, Just any sort of platforming in this game Every time I see it, I just want to, first of all, I want to throw up because I hate it. And, <laughs> and that second to the last level before you fight the big, the, the, the boss, I'll just say the boss. Oh, there was a section where I did the one bit over and over again. Like I'm launching through this, going through 17 rings, then grabbing this. And then, oh, this red light's going to go on. So I've got to jump. And it just wasn't good, man. But <laughs> for me, it's, it's weird. Like I really appreciate, I said, really appreciate the combat chess, but I don't, Every time I see like a pinky, I'm pulling out my um, shotgun with the grenade launcher on it because the grenade on your, your shoulder is pretty crap. And also just because I have to do it, I can't kill the pinky, not the pinky, the cacodemon, sorry, any other way because I'm just so focused. Like I have to shoot the cannon off the spider thing. I have to shoot the other little cannons off the other dudes. Don't remember all their names. I'm sorry. But I just, I get locked into that way for one. I'm so obsessed over breaking them down that it just, it, it becomes a weird sort of like, Slug and also that guy, the marauder with the shield and the ghost dog. Just, just go, go get in that oh, hole and die slowly. The marauder's definitely going in every single what culture gaming list on bad villains or bad bad guys in games for the next five years. Like if he's not a thumbnail within the next yes, month, something's gone terribly he terribly wrong. He blocks the BFG and then <laughs> the lights say, "What's the point?" He blocks everything. He's like, "No, you're going to chess around me." <laughs> I hate it's you. I quite, you know what, right? Every single time he turned up, I quite enjoyed the challenge, like in a masochistic way. But it is kind of BS that they artificially force it on you by making him impervious to those, you know, the super weapons and stuff. You can't just brute force your way through or save up your ammo. You've got to fight him properly. And that can be good, but also, man, it can be so frustrating. And that's what the like one ups are made for the extra lives, like 100% just on Marauders endlessly. But yeah, no, I, d I definitely prefer 2016 for these reasons. Like, I just think thematically in the world building in the first one, where it's a lot more claustrophobic and you're pulling weapons at people's bodies rather than finding big green floating globs of whatever the crap they are. Um, I think that was a much better way of doing it and felt more doomy to me, whereas this is very like. Okay, go and have some fun with some shooting, fellas. Well, it's been interesting to see you guys talk about it because um, I haven't played Doom 2016 since 2016 outside of, I think, a one-off stream with Rich about two years ago. Uh, so I don't really have, like, the fresh context for it, but I want to go back and, you know, directly put it up against Eternal because I love Eternal and I love 2016, but I might appreciate the differences, the subtle differences in the combat and the law and, you know, even like the pickups a bit more if I go back to it. So that's the plan at the moment. Before I talk about something else I've been playing, Brown, I want to hear how Doom 3 compares to Doom Eternal because I've only ever stepped into Doom 3 and I've always wanted to get like the new edition was like a couple of pounds on the store, but I just want to know how it like holds up. Well, you know what? Doom 3, I've always 
always had a soft spot for it. I've always wanted to revisit it, and it's be, it's taken until Doom Eternal to give me the Doom itch back. And I've, I've gone back and played it. I bought it on the PlayStation 4. And, like, it holds up really well. It still looks lush. Like, the lighting tech in that game at the time was a revolution. And because of that, they went down a more horror-focused route. So it's a quite a scary game. I've done big jumps um, while playing it, much to the uh, chagrin of my girlfriend who's sitting next to me all the time. Um, but, like... It's 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 good. It's a different type of Doom. Um, it's really enjoyable to play. A lot of the weapons are really enjoyable to use, but it is it's much much slower, especially coming straight from Eternal. It feels like everything's done through mud. Even reloading weapons takes an absolute age. And I will say, for as much as I love it, it has the worst shotgun in video game history. It's just absolutely terrible, terrible stuff. Plasma gun, sick shotgun. Sick, but in a bad way. The bomb that comes out of your mouth. Oh. It's, fun. it's hard to believe it's worse than that double barrel shotgun that wastes ammo in Doom Eternal. But, <laughs> you um, shut up for one, Ben. Talking right. about games with great shotguns, I've been playing Resident Evil Three for the past like week and a half. Very oh, nice. It's just, it, yeah, it's not perfect. It's not going to be that horror masterpiece that you had that was Resident Evil Two last year. But it is the sort of perfect rendition of. Resident Evil in an action setting as I said like on Monday with Jules and Scott like this game is just sure it's about <laughs> a, a kind of mini apocalypse happening which is like oh I don't know I want that right now but being chased by big old Nemi has made me forget about everything in the world and all <laughs> I now want to think about is stars I'm looking forward to it because I've been uh, I, I didn't listen or watch anything about it outside of the reveal trailer until recently since like you've been talking about it Jules has been talking about it and I'm going to get it on Friday after work uh, I'm going to preload it or whatever and I'm, I'm looking forward to it I like that it's going to be a sort of bite sized thing that yeah. I can play in one or two goes and just have a good time with I like that you know during this period we've got seemingly every week or every other week a big game to look forward to which has been nice <laughs> It's um there's and there's a mechanic in there to eat your greens, so that oh. makes it obviously one of the best <sighs> games of the year. Thing? No, I'm excited when for Resident Evil Three. It'd be good. It'd be good. I'm excited for it. I think uh, the changes from Resident Evil Two I think are a good thing as well because making the same thing over and over again. Um, whilst good and would like more of Resident Evil Two, I think it's nice that they have a little experiment with it and come back with some new different things that they know they can do well. It's kind of relieving as well that you can just use weapons and not think oh, I've got to save this for later sort of thing. Although I was gonna yeah. I was just say all the hunters though, oh, they they just ugh. <laughs> that that's my take on hunters. Yeah, I'm just excited for a, a more action focus because as much as I didn't really necessarily need more action in Resident Evil 2, I wouldn't change that for the world. The mechanics were so satisfying that if there was a mercenaries mode, I would have played it for hours, just doing um you know one combat encounter after the rest. So I'm here for a short action burst of resi goodness this friday good have um any of you also been intrigued by the control dlc oh yes i still need to work my way through control it's one of those ones that's been big and high on my list for ages and i still haven't managed to actually play it properly so i need to get onto that properly and then do the dlc straight after i think it's going to be one of those ones that i do because it's had its new thing uploaded i'll go back and do the old thing like doom doom i went and played 2016 so i was like oh well eternal's coming out i'll go play 2016 and absolutely loved it so i'm ready for control to deliver me this dlc that makes me go play the whole game even on a budget Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates Fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Properly and have a lovely time. It's on sale this week, I think, on PSN, so I'll jump in there before it's back to full price. But um, it's been so nice to jump back into that sort of I say that well, that nice world of just, you know, a drib office block that's concrete everywhere and sort of thing. But I've been sort of eking out, like playing one hour, two hours here. And for the most part, I'm just really enjoying going back into that like environment, as I just said. There are the combat seems to be a bit more, um, it's harder. Like, there's, I forget that your health doesn't regenerate. You have to kill enemies to sort of get the health back. And there's been one or two sort of like, big men with like uh big gallon guns that have just sort of been like oh i'm just dead now <laughs> and we all i don't i think you've heard about it, ash but we all know like the ashtray maze from the main game it's like it was a stand-up moment and the music in there was excellent i've come to sort of a similar point in this game i won't say any more than that but <clears throat> the the nearest sort of a spawn point as you will is like a two minute walk to it and if you die in it, you have to go back to that spawn point, walk to it, then activate it, then sit through another minute before the sequence rolls up. That's uh, a cardinal t- sin. Yeah, and I, I, I said out loud, what the F are you doing here, Sam? Like, come on. Like, <laughs> And so I just I tried five times and I kept dying because it's just you're very limited in what you can do. And yeah, it was just meh, dead. And I turned it off, but I... But it's still thumbs up from me, I guess, in this. It's still a good DLC so far. I'm, I'm going to save that for a rainy day, I think. Because we've got Resi this week, and I'm still playing Animal Crossing, and I've got Final Fantasy coming out, I'm going to save the Control DLC for when I have a vacant weekend, and I can just smash through it. Because I bloody love that first game. I think you will as well, Ash. You should definitely play it. Yeah, no, I'm excited. It seems, it seems very up my street. It's just one of those ones I've been like, oh, don't have the time, I'm doing other stuff. And now, here is the time. It's been gifted to me, so... 
I'll uh, bash it out one of the um, one of the weekends. I think. I think it'll be properly like your your thing as well. So, so totally recommend it. Um, should we go on to like um, things outside of video games? How we've been sort of dealing with this sort of uh, yeah, cool thing. Because I haven't had a catch up with you guys in a while, actually. To be fair, lovely little so pod catch up. So I was going to say, I feel like, I feel like mine's going to be a bit boring. So I would want to hear from one of you two first. Well, I think we're all probably in the same boat in one way or another. <laughs> no, it's been it's been interesting, like because outside of work, I find like I've been doing a lot of work and then playing a lot of video games and then just sleeping. I feel like you know I need some kind of routine or something. I've been looking at buying yoga mats. <laughs> I've been trying to get one because if I get a yoga mat or something ridiculously expensive like that, I will do some exercise because although I can occasionally take the one government mandated walk a day that's about all i'm doing and it's making me very very tired oh josh i can tell you for a fact you'll get that yoga mat and you'll use it to put your feet up on because i (laughs) had the same idea i had the same idea and uh, it wasn't a yoga mat that enticed me but a skipping rope so i bought um a skipping rope to try and do some exercise on my like man government state mandated one walk a day um because i live near a park so i thought oh that'd be fine i can go to the park do my skip come back um but you know what i spend I, i spend 17 pounds on a skipping rope 17 whole english pounds for a skipping rope that definitely like could have got one for one or two pounds i was like no no i'll get the expensive proper speed skipping wonderful skipping rope that does all the bells and jingles and you spin around with it and you do all sorts of tricks because i'm gonna learn this so well and do so much skipping and have such a great time with it and um i can tell you in the in the amount of time i've had it i have not used it once I you, I did I did one practice skip one practice skip when it came in the post and then just chucked it under the bed and was like yeah I'll do that I'll use that as my routine I'll go and do that every day and just I thought I'll do it tomorrow I'll do it tomorrow I'll do it tomorrow it hasn't happened yet so there you go buy the buy the, buy the yoga mats but they're not going to be used for yoga so right like this is what everyone keeps telling me I was talking to Benji about this and he said Josh you can get a yoga mat for about five pounds down Aldi. And I said, well, Ben, the problem with that is, is I can't get to Aldi, Ben. But maybe you're right. Maybe I will get it and then not use it. But I don't know. I feel like, I don't know about you guys, but I feel a bit conflicted because part of me is like, right, come on, you've got all this time. Do something to take your mind off it. You know, learn something, start cooking, you know, do something productive. And that's part of me thinking that. But at the same time, it's sort of like, it's so overwhelming like what's happening and stuff. And again, want to reiterate that we're extremely very lucky and quite privileged. But even then, it's uh, it's just sort of, I, I'll, I think I'll get a routine eventually. But for these first few weeks, it's just been sort of, you know, trying to stay positive and get through. Well, as someone who also owns a yoga mat, it's not left the cupboard <laughs> in about a year. And um, which is bad because it's 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 in my the cupboard's in my bedroom. It's in my bedroom. I have to walk past it. But the thing is, the the for some reason the boiler is in the cupboard, which is in my bedroom. Really poorly designed place. And yeah, I've just I've been thinking about running, but before this uh, the pandemic happened, injured my ribs in a bouncy castle wrestling match where someone came in. <laughs> of course, and, you did. Uh, I it kind of fractured my rib, but it's all it's, it's all there now. It's sort of fine. But then I. Uh, was really craving sort of like the sweet stuff so I bought a sport cheesecake uh, I was like you know it's your and I just left there I was like oh, I really want some now so I ate it before it defrosted bit of it and then th- that made me have tummy troubles for the past weekend <laughs> oh. so I was curled up in a ball trying to play predator hunting grounds while like oh, I'm dying oh. and you know whenever you feel slightly any sort of unwell you're like oh god what's the matter with me what's the matter with me am I okay 
But yeah, so I've just been recovering from the rib thing, then the stomach ache, and now this week I'm not really feeling it. So I'm going to try and do my mandated one hour like outside next week slash running. Oh, Ben Roy, because that's horrible. I'm sorry. I laughed at the beginning because I thought you were telling a funny story about going on a bouncy castle and now you're saying you broke your rib and then I've been cracking yourself straight for a weekend. I'm sorry. That's all right. Ben Roy, I love that. I love this narrative. Well, I don't love it. I feel very sorry for you. And I feel, I hope you're okay. But I like that every single time you've tried to improve your life this year by, um, you know, doing more exercise or doing something nice, the world has rebounded it back literally into your ribs, you know, kicked you while you were down. Or that time that I just got, just was watching The Force Awakens. I don't feel well. And then I was just sick from 11 at night until 11 in the morning. Jeez. That was great. That was that was a nice Sunday evening. I really like that one. Oh. But um, other things, uh, I try and do some creative writing on, on the side that I, I chip into every now and then. But apart from that, uh, I've been doing probably what a lot of us do is watch Netflix. I mean, obviously, there's the wine that I like is back in Stucky Morrison. So that's a good thing. But, um, Very nice. Uh, I know that I've been watching something that I know Ash has watched and you've just started, which is a little show called Tiger King. Yes. And I think we can talk about that a bit on here because why not? It's how we've been dealing with the world. So, uh, Josh, what is, as someone who's only watched a few episodes, what do you think of this show so far? Well, literally one episode in, and I'm watching it because everyone at work won't shut up about it, including you two, who are saying it's the maddest stuff ever. And I love that every single time a new Netflix show like this comes around, it becomes like a proper, you know, cultural phenomenon. On the one hand, I've got Animal Crossing and Animal Crossing memes. And on the other hand, I've got Tiger King and Tiger, Tiger King memes. And it's, it's, it's very interesting, I'll give you that. I'm sure it's going to get madder. But uh, yeah, the first episode, I was... I had a good laugh, I will say this. The personalities in it are all mad, and I think they could all justify their own show, <laughs> you know, their own 10-part series or whatever. It gets so much better. The animals give and the animals take away, Josh. The animals take away. The Tiger King what? takes away. It, um, it, it will take <laughs> your life from you. It's so, it's, it, every, every episode has like a cliffhanger where you're like, what? What's happened now? Um, it just, oh, 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 it's so good. Every time a music video happens, man, I'm gone again. Like, I keep thinking, I'm, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm getting a bit bored, or if I feel like it's not going anywhere, they'll hit me with something raged, like a music video or a clip from his TV show. And I'm, at the moment, I don't know who's bad and who's good, or, you know, what twist it's going to take. So every single thing I'm laughing at, I kind of feel guilty about afterwards, because I think, ooh, should I have laughed? <laughs> Is this going to take a dark turn? I'm not sure. Joe Exotic is there for us in this time of need and he is one of the most peculiar people I've ever seen on my screen. I don't know why he exists. I don't know how he existed for how long this this time period that this documentary takes over the place. I don't know how any of this is ever allowed to ensue, but then America is a big country. Like, I, I just don't know. I don't know how you have it's four billion tigers in like the space of a football field it feels like and people just come and visit and then he's also a youtube sensation it's weird also he did some wrestling commentary for a bit and he hosted some wrestling shows that i found no out way. about yep he's that was brilliant it's just wrestling's everywhere well, well that's it like every I've, again only only one episode in but i kept thinking you know is there anything he hasn't done because <laughs> i feel like he pops up everywhere and it's very very funny when he does but no i love stuff like tiger king or like i said animal crossing where you know like sometimes i don't like social media and i think it's a bit overwhelming i know that sound like a cliche terrible 
you know, hipster by saying that, but I, I, I've been really loving the past few days to take my mind off everything, you know, going on, just watching everyone talking about one or two things and, you know, seeing the creative things they come up with, whether it's just, you know, a silly meme or whatever. And it's been, I don't know, I like that when something like this drops, when a piece of media like this drops, you know, collectively, collectively we all kind of, you know, swarm to it and then make it bigger than what it might have been. Otherwise, you know, I think there's something genuinely quite special in that that I've really come to appreciate over the past couple of weeks. This is like a bit of community that we all have going together for the Tiger King. No, it, it's it's such a good little, it's a good little thing to see coming up on um, social. Like again, I know you're saying you're not a fan of it, but like seeing it come up so much and having all these different things about it and all these new secrets that get uncovered because people have the time to go and look for it. It's just, it's been the most like informatively, strangely informatively like time period peace it's oh it's just it's blowing my mind it's so good and it's nice that everyone's come together to watch it and go wow look how weird this is <laughs> and even big louis went there for an episode of blue through so you know like everyone's been there it's been absolutely doing my head in for the past 24 hours watching that first episode and it's not the it's not joe exotic it's the other guy i can't remember what he's called but his face is so familiar and i've seen it somewhere which makes sense because he's been on like a lot of different shows and stuff but i, I can't pinpoint exactly where i've seen it before <laughs> it's really doing the, my head in. the undertaker posted pictures on instagram with one of the guys of that show like a week or two before that show hit netflix i'm like what the hell <laughs> britney spears has been with one of the people off it was has sat next to britney spears at one of her big shows i just i just don't understand i don't understand people's fascination with tigers man like you know just why don't we just why don't we just sit inside that stare at our screens forever that's probably better right i don't know do we have that in the uk at all like cause in my naivety i didn't even think that was legal in the us so I, i've been finding it quite informative as much as i have funny but uh, i didn't i didn't know that was a thing for one i didn't know it was legal or allowed so maybe that's been happening in the uk as well we've just never noticed it I mean, I've been to big zoos over here, but I don't think you can just start a zoo in a field like he did. Yeah, you can't just buy one, you know. You think that they, like, the UK would have set that law maybe hundreds of years ago, rather than, you know, just let it go by? I, I yeah. guess we're a lot smaller, so there's not many places you can hide a, a tiger without people knowing about it, because there's not much land for them to be on. Um, but yeah, we're just a lot smaller, aren't we, really? So I guess you'd, you'd see different things like that. That's a good point, to be fair. From Tigers to Twitter questions. Uh, there are no Twitter questions because we seem to have run dry. Uh, we did a big Twitter question roundup the other week. So if you want to ask us any questions, it is the hashtag WCGP. Uh, and yeah, I just thought one more time we should all say that we hope you're all doing well. And we hope that this podcast uh, three times a week is giving you something to sort of like help you get through your week. I know the pods that I listen to are doing the same. And yeah, I just... I just, we just want to do this sort of like nice thing for you and thanks to uh, Big Money Brown Money for being sort of the architect behind this all this <laughs> thank you for dropping that nickname on here officially it's canon now <laughs> <laughs> I just had to do that sort of thing um, any last words from you two before we end just the usual hope everyone's staying safe and well and doing good and uh, keeping sane in this whole time because it is a bit of a weird one um, but yeah hope the podcasts are helping and all that sort of thing as well just stay good or as good as you can <laughs> so yeah. I'm, just, I'm doing a thumbs up like stay good but i remembered that it's just my voice so thumbs up in my voice ash did a big thumbs up on camera it was very 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 lovely but yeah i re- reiterate all the same things we're doing a, a live stream on thursday night you might have passed by the time you're listening to this but if you want to check that out that would be awesome as well at half five bst great 
Um, sorry, I thought he was going to finish that a bit later. That's why I took a drink of water. But anyway, um, this has been the War Culture Game Podcast. You can follow us at uh, W Culture Gaming. I got it right this time. And you can follow Josh Brown at Josh Brown with two O's. You can follow Ash Millman at uh, Ash Millman. Ooh, and you can follow me at Ben Returner. And that is everything for today. So goodbye. See you all. Goodbye. Bye. Bye, Resident Evil 3 Remake. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.